Jet Supercars heading to Winton. It's time to catch up with Lachlan Mansell on Inside Motorsport. I hope you'll stay with us. This event is quite unique in the fact that it's still promoted by a club. It's not promoted by V8 supercars or a state government. That's correct. So, you know, in that respect, it's, um, yeah, it's Winton Raceway and the Benalla Auto Club that uh, um, do have to promote the event. Um, and, you know, that means that the atmosphere that you get is very different to a lot of the events that are promoted by V8 supercars in that it really is... Um, quite, you know, down to earth. It really appeals to the, the hardcore motoring enthusiasts. It's one of the few circuits, in fact, the only circuit apart from Bathurst where spectators can camp at the track as well. Um, and as a spectator track, it's fantastic because you can see the whole track from pretty much any one point. How are the ticket sales going, particularly towards that hardy breed that do like to camp as we lead into winter? They've been very good, actually. We introduced a new online ticketing system uh, for this year. Um, also, obviously, a lot of media promotion done in the northeastern Victorian region in the lead-up to the event, so ticket sales have been very encouraging so far. And a milestone event for the Winton Motor Raceway because even though the track's been there a lot longer than 30 years, this weekend marks 30 years since the first Australian Touring Car Championship round, which was the forerunner to the V8 Supercars Championship. Correct. So the first uh, Australian Touring Car Championship round at Winton was back in 1985, which was also the very first race of the Group A uh, Touring Car specifications because before that, of course, it was the Group C cars. So historical value for a couple of different reasons. Mm, Jim Richards went on to win that weekend. He'll be in the Touring Car Masters trying to... uh, reprise the victory. Yeah, and not only that, but Jim Richards is actually the reigning Touring Car Masters round winner because he won the round there last year as well. And not only that, but uh, uh, John Bow is going to be racing Holden this weekend, which is something that we haven't seen before. He's swapping his regular Mustang for a a Tirana that he's doing a bit of development driving for uh, Gary O'Brien. So John Bow behind the wheel of a Holden. Didn't think we'd ever see, but we will this weekend. Mm, so who's in Mustang Sally? Uh, no one. Mustang Sally's actually being rested this weekend. Mm, an interesting one, because Stephen Johnson put it to good use down there in Tassie at, at their last event. Yeah, and there were some reports that we might see Stephen Johnson in you know, some other rounds a bit later on in the season if uh, JB enjoys driving the Tirana. Well... We talked about 
the Touring Car Masters, which is hugely popular across the country. But the Dunlop Series has been going from strength to strength, particularly over the last three or four years. And coming into this round of the Dunlop Series, Cam Waters had three very solid performances over in Perth ahead of this weekend. Yeah, Cameron Waters will be strong this weekend. I expect that uh, Paul Dumbrell in the Eggleston Motorsport Commodore is going to be right up there. One of the standout performers so far this year has been Jack LeBrock too. I think last year was a bit of a learning year for him. Wasn't super competitive, but he's really stepped up his game this year. He finished on the podium over at Barbagallo and he's third in the championship heading to Winton this weekend. It's going to be an interesting to see how that battle shapes out. Waters, championship leader, but uh, there's so many cars in that field that have just improved out of sight that uh, it could be a, a real defining point in this year's Dunlop Series Championship. Lachlan, I know you're a huge Formula One fan and you do regularly report on Inside Motorsport for us about Formula One and we should turn our attention to the events of the first European Grand Prix of the season at the uh, circuit Catalonia in Barcelona or just outside of Barcelona where Nico Rosberg got his first win of the year. Yeah, and it was a very important victory for Nico Rosberg, especially psychologically because Lewis Hamilton has really had the upper hand within the Mercedes team across the uh, the first uh, a few events of the season, but Nico Rosberg's bounced back. He's taken the race victory, um, and the margin between him and Lewis Hamilton is now down to 20 points. So Nico Rosberg's still well and truly in the hunt for the championship. As far as the other teams go, though, I just worry a little bit. Ferrari brought a whole lot of upgrades to the Spanish Grand Prix, but they didn't seem as close to Mercedes as what they had previously. So I actually think that Mercedes um, might have done a bit better job of their development heading into the European season. And not only that, but Ferrari seemed to have probably dropped back a bit into the clutches of Williams too because Valtteri Bottas had a very strong run. He finished in fourth position and beat home the Ferrari of Kimi Raikkonen. Yeah, it was an interesting race where we saw tyre strategy playing a critical part of how the race ended up developing. And and it was uh, a change in the tyre strategy for Lewis Hamilton that actually got him into second place. Yeah, the Catalonia circuit's never been one where we've seen a huge amount of overtaking on the track. And that was the case again this year with the pole sitter going on to win the race, which the pole sitter um, has a very strong record for converting to victory there at the Spanish Grand Prix. Lewis Hamilton actually clearly had the quicker car compared to Sebastian Vettel, who he was battling with for that second position, tried to do the undercut during the first round of pit stops, but they had a slow stop, so it didn't work for Hamilton. So then he had to do the same thing again at the the second round of pit stops, and he was able to leapfrog ahead of Vettel, but by that stage he was on a three-stop strategy, whereas Nico Rosberg only had to make two stops on his way to victory. So Hamilton ultimately was just too far back to challenge his teammate. Not a great weekend for either Red Bull or Toro Rosso. The the two Toro Rossos of Max Verstappen and Carlos Sainz Jr. were both very quick in qualifying, but as soon as the race started, it was very clear that to achieve that qualifying pace, they had to wind on a very high downforce setting, which resulted on a massive amount of drag on the main straight and caused their cars to be well down on straight line speed. So once the race started, 
they just got blown away by all the other cars in a straight line. And then the Red Bulls, I think, once again, Daniel Ricciardo did the absolute best that he could with the equipment that he had. The big issue for them, both Ricciardo and Danny Kvyat, is that... Uh, they're now up to their fourth and final engine of the season after only five races. And the rules are that if you go to a new engine after that, you start accumulating grid position penalties. So I don't think it's too long before we'll see Ricardo and Kvyat starting a lot further down the field than when they qualified. Yeah, and of course, uh, the good thing for Mercedes is they're still on their first engine and they're, you know, well into the uh, start of the season now. And... Uh, probably don't need to change the engine before Monaco, which is the next round of the championship, where it's a handling track, not a horsepower track. Yeah, if there's one good thing, it's that Monaco is probably a bit less uh, engine critical, so it might be an opportunity for Red Bull to be a bit more competitive. Um, but, yeah, Red Bull are on struggle street at the moment, not to the same extent that McLaren are at the moment, though. Uh, what a shocker from McLaren at the Spanish Grand Prix. Fernando Alonso uh, retiring from the race with brake problems after almost mowing down his pit crew in pit lane when he arrived with no brakes. And Jensen Button um, limps to a very lowly 16th position. So the McLaren-Honda partnership is still nowhere near yielding the sorts of results that we saw back in the glory days of Ayrton Center and Alan Cross back in the late 1980s. Well, Lachlan, have a fantastic weekend at Winton, and we look forward to catching up with you again on Inside Motorsport. Cheers, Craig. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.